love, welcome to this episode of Another Phase. I'm your host, Tamara Dreesen, and this is a podcast for the lunar curious and mystical seekers. So, before we get this conversation started, I thought I would give you a little heads up, because this conversation is about sex magic, and we discuss topics of a sexual nature, so you might want to listen to this through headphones, in case you want to keep this conversation to yourself. I mean, it kind of feels weird saying this disclaimer because one of the main topics or points in this conversation is that we don't talk about this enough. But that being said, I'm not saying have it on full blast so that everyone can hear us. (laughs) But perhaps if you've got children or other people around that this conversation might not be suitable for, you could maybe press pause and come back to this later when you've got some more time for yourself so that you can really um, tune in. I absolutely loved recording this episode with Jaleesa Cyprus. I spoke to Jaleesa in episode three about manifestation and this conversation feels like an expansion of that. In case you're wondering what sex magic is, all will be revealed and you can expect some real talk about sex, pleasure, body acceptance and how to use your orgasms as part of your manifestation practice. I will be honest, after recording this, I did have a little bit of a vulnerability hangover. I was worried that I had overshared, but I mean, like, that's the thing, isn't it? That's why we're just so, we're not used to talking about these things. And like, for me, especially like not recorded and so publicly, but I've listened back to it and I was like, oh my God, Tamara, chill out it is all good and I actually think that this is one of my favorite episodes so far as I said sex is something that we don't talk about enough but also something that we can all relate to in some way and the concept or practice of sex magic and exploring what pleasure means is something that has been coming up for me a lot so yeah like there is nobody else that I would have wanted to have this conversation with for this podcast than Jaleesa and yeah I really hope that this conversation is insightful for you and that you enjoy this virtual hangout with us oh yeah and before I leave you to dive into this conversation, this very juicy conversation, <laughs> you might have heard me mention this in the introduction for last week's episode, but if you leave a review for another phase on Apple Podcasts and send a screenshot as proof that it's been submitted in an email to anotherphasepodcast at gmail.com, you'll be entered into a prize draw to win a tarot reading with me which I think is kind of cool. And yeah, I just wanted to kind of think of a little way to say thank you for sharing this journey with me and also supporting me by leaving a review because the reviews can really um, help podcasts to grow and make them more visible to more people so we can grow this community and hopefully help more people with these topics and conversations. Um, but yeah, if you go to the link in my bio on Instagram, which is at Tamara Dreesen underscore. There's a button there that says leave a review for another phase and you'll find all of the details there. So it will tell you what to do, the email address. If you don't know how to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, it will show you how to do that. You have got until Monday the 14th of December at 23.59 p.m., 
GMT, um, UK time, to enter. The winner will be drawn at random and notified after Monday the 14th of December. So get involved if you want to be in with a chance of winning, babe. So welcome back, Delise. Thank you. Well, Jalise, Jalisa, do you have people call you Jalise? People call me lots of things. <laughs> <laughs> Jalisa is great. Yeah. Yeah. Jalisa's fine. Um, so I am so, well, we've already been talking for ages. Like we could have. <laughs> like, yeah, probably could have continued. Yeah. A long episode. But like, how have you been doing? I think last time we recorded, you are now in London. Yeah, I was in Portland last time we recorded. Yeah, um, I'm doing well. I'm definitely feeling like London is a really interesting place to be with all of the different shifts that have been happening. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel really lucky to be here. And I, you know, I was able to go to um, Avalon with some friends and um, been able to connect to the nature here. So yeah, it's been it's been lovely. I mean, the fact that I came here and then a month later we're in lockdown is not ideal. <laughs> but I'm dealing with it. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't like you can't you're here but you can't explore. Yeah, I mean I I can outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah which I guess is fine because a lot mm-hmm. of for me of London, I don't know. I guess a lot of London for me actually is inside. It's fine. We'll figure it out. Yeah. And it's the winter, it's raining, it's been yeah. raining a lot. Like it is more hygge is it hygge hygge cozy yeah oh yeah the danish h-y-g yeah yeah totally that kind of cozy 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 vibes um and then also you've been how are you feeling after doing your intimate your fasting oh yeah i'm still doing it um so it's been three or four days now um yeah so it's just intermittent fasting so it's i do like 16 to 20 hours Mm -hmm. um and then, yeah, but I still do water. So I do water and herbal infusions mm-hmm. in those hours. Um, and yeah, it's been really clarifying. Like, I think with all the different shifts that humanity is undertaking right now and all the sort of downloads, upgrades, whatever you want to call them that my body's experiencing, I think my body's just like, hey, I don't need the same kind of like energy that you used to give me in the same form that you used to give it to me. Um which is so fascinating because I've been so attached to food for so long. Mm. And especially like yeah. as a healer, I don't know if you've ever done this, but like as a healer, after I would do, well, I don't know about the term healer, but anyways, yeah. uh, that's a different story. Yeah. After I used to do like really long events or sessions, I would just lay on the floor and then I would eat a bunch. Cause I was mm-hmm. like, that's how I reground. Yeah. Is, is that the, the yeah. case for you? Like, do you use a food as a grounding tool? I used, I think before I used, for me, when I overeat, that is a sign that I'm ungrounded Mm. and that's looking back and also just looking back so when now I think I'm more grounded in myself I don't as much Mm -hmm. I notice when when I am that is usually a little kind of like hello (laughs) yeah and they go like that's your way of and I think a lot of people some of my clients as well they're like oh I just can't stop eating like Mm. get frustrated about it because of the association with eating or yeah. overeating yeah and it's just like you're ungrounded you're trying you're physically trying to get back like, mm. weigh yourself down and get back in your body but I don't yeah. think people realize that 
That's exactly what it was, what it used to be for me. And, you know, looking back, it's like, it didn't fix anything. And I think for me, the way that food is sort of registering now that I'm doing the fasting is like, it's just, it brings you to a different frequency Mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily better or worse. It's just different. And so it's really interesting to see what my body needs because I'm also severely anemic. And so for me, like, I just always thought like, okay, well, I need to eat a lot because I need a lot of nutrients and a lot of this and a lot of that. And um, my body's just, yeah, the way that like the, the spiritual frequencies or whatever you want to call them are shifting. My body's mm. also like, oh, we don't need the same things that we needed. And yeah. so having to recalibrate that has been really interesting, but yeah, mm-hmm. still taking like tinctures and drinking fluids and stuff like that. Yeah. I think that's something though, when we are shifting energetically, the things that work for us don't anymore. And that's, yeah. com- that can create kind of conflict and confusion for people as well, totally. can't it? Or you're more sensitive to certain situations or certain mm-hmm. foods. And like, I've been trying to just eat differently to support my body more mm-hmm. and like have like <laughs> over like, early on in the year, I was just like, every day was like a hot cross bun with butter. Yeah. It was like my treat. And then I've like cut that out and I felt so much better for it. But then I had some bread the other day and I just felt so foggy. And I was like, why? Like, yeah. why am I feeling so wild. foggy? Yeah. You just don't, but when you're eating all the time, you just don't realize it. it's like, oh, it's just how I feel like all the time. It's so yeah. sneaky. And then when you don't have it, but then when you do have it again, you're like, whoa. So it's easier to not have it as much for me personally totally. because it's like, hang on that does not I don't want to feel foggy I, yeah I don't want to I want to be able to focus on what I'm doing and just get on with it um, yeah it's amazing how that one food totally like that slice of fresh white baguette <laughs> <laughs> you're like wait where is it yeah. now yeah and yeah. uh, no I totally feel the same way so um, food has big impact I think and drink really. and alcohol and yeah. sugar like sugar's yeah. the other one yeah and it's so funny because I was vegan for 10 years mm. and I'm because I like had sort of a health breakdown with, with like anemia wise mm. um that's shifted in some different ways but like I yeah the I, I don't know like food and eating I just there were some things where I'm like oh I feel this way because I'm I'm not eating enough or I didn't have mm-hmm. enough this or I didn't have mm-hmm. enough that and I think with fasting I'm realizing like oh that's that wasn't it and so it's actually causing me to think like oh there were other things I wasn't paying attention to or other things that were going on beneath the surface that didn't have anything to do with food and mm-hmm. like the amount that I was eating yeah it was either what I was eating or how I was feeling or, you know, it's like, so now I'm seeing these things as different emotional or spiritual states. Mm -hmm. And so it's been really cool to sort of interrogate that and to look into it. And also the weirdest thing is the only thing the past three days that I've wanted to eat at all Mm. is plantain chips. (laughs) It's the only thing I break my fast with. Isn't that so weird? And then I don't eat anything for another like six hours. so specific that's what I wonder what's in that that you need because that's we crave what we need as well yeah there's something in that like the foods that we're craving there's something in that like even like the crystals that we're drawn to like, yeah because there's something in it that we need so I wonder what's in the plantain chips yeah I don't know maybe Magnesium? just yeah I don't know <laughs> sugar carb <laughs> combination with like a little bit of calcium or something yeah. I have no idea but I'm just letting it I'm letting it happen yeah going to the you don't call them bodegas here but they're like little corner shops yeah yeah (laughs) um so one of the things well we've kind of 
briefed before. Yeah, <laughs> like just a little like bit. What, yeah. One of the many things that I feel like we're going to end up talking about was this. Um, basically, I emailed you. I was like, Jalisa, do you want to come back on the podcast to talk about sex magic? Mm-hmm. And um, because it's something that's been coming up a lot for me, coming up on my radar. And I know that it was mentioned on one of the other episodes. So other people, I'm like sure that other people would be like, what's that all about as well? Mm-hmm. Um, but sex magic but that's just like a whole that's like a tiny the tip of the iceberg (laughs) Mm -hmm. I feel and like how that kind of like expands out and like as before we started recording we were talking about kind of like what the what sex mean like like what sex means and what magic means and then then we can kind of see where we go yeah yeah (laughs) yeah totally yeah I think I'd love to start with like my definition of sex Mm. um which I think is really informed by the clear identity or experiences that I've had I'm Mm -hmm. less interested in identifying with things and more interested in saying like the clear experiences that I've had which is the predominant bulk of experiences that I've had um romantically or sexually um is that like sex is not has, has historically not been for me what other people say it is. And so like this concept of virginity and all this stuff, because the Mm -hmm. first time I had sex, it was with a woman. And like, so this idea of sex being this, like you put a a sexual organ in someone else's sexual organ (laughs) is like very foreign to me. I'm like, what? (laughs) Um, so for me, like, I actually wanted to strip it all the way back to like sex is embodied pleasure, like Mm -hmm. period. Yes. And I think that that climactic embodied pleasure is also a really important piece of that. So um, what I mean by that is orgasm is a climax of pleasure, right? Yeah. Um, But you can have embodied pleasure without climax. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting to think about that as well, because that is sex like eating, you know, because also when people say like, oh, eating a piece of chocolate cake is like better than sex for me. And I'm like, yeah, because it's embodied pleasure. Yeah. (laughs) It's the same thing. Same energy. (laughs) But with Do the you feel like rush. Yeah. And and the blood, yeah, all the all the negative things that can happen when you <laughs> indulge in um, sugar. Um, yeah. but yeah, what do how do you feel like you define it? I think like similar to you, it was really, really interesting because one of the, the things that really kind of like made me message you was because I was listening to your fun but heavy episode episode all about orgasms and mm-hmm. you're talking about like different orgasms and like I'm 36, 36. I've had plenty of orgasms, but I was like, I don't know what my favorite orgasm, like I haven't, mm. I have never thought about my orgasms in, in that way of like mm-hmm. all, the, all of the different types of orgasm that you can have, like how you feel at different times, like different things. And mm-hmm. I think that the actual, what a lot of people think of sex is like you said, it's the act. Mm. It's, <laughs> it's like the penetration of like one person, like in another. And, um, I think that also when we think of sex, it's like what we see on TV or see yeah. in the movies. Like it's, it's, and also as I'm thinking about it now, it's also that kind of the, like the theatrics of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's actually like what you're saying is like actually what sex is, is the what we think it is yeah. and what it is are two very different things. And I think that that's why a lot of people again how we were saying like with food like what we think is going to satiate us mm. we're going for that thing that's what's going to give it and then we're like oh still not quite yeah because they're not maybe you're having sex but you're not connecting yeah in the the physical like physical sense of it and that embodiment of yeah 
taking your time and experiencing it because also that comes up with so much shame doesn't it mm-hmm. it's so much shame around sex and like even like I remember uh oh, like this memory is like just coming through like when I was younger and like I think I was like from like in my teens like quite like quite sexual but I remember like one someone's like mum saying to me like careful you'll get a name for yourself you don't want to be known as that girl and I, you know, when you're just like, even just from that thing, you're like, what was I, like, I wasn't sleeping. <laughs> I wasn't even having sex. I'm still a virgin, I think at that point. But you know, when you're just kind of like hanging out with boys and like curious and like from that young age and from someone saying that to you, it plants that seed, doesn't it? Um, so there's just, yeah, sex is, I think so much that we don't get, we don't talk about. And that's why, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you because I was like, people don't talk about this. People, I think a lot of people are feeling like they're missing some, there's some, something. And I think that we need to have conversations more about, because a lot of friends, like, as I was thinking about this before we started recording, I was like, how often do I talk to my friends about sex? Um, and yeah, like we need to talk about this because I think what sex, what people think is sex and what it actually is are two different things. Yeah, oh my God, so much came up in what you just said. <laughs> So I was like, yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, because I think I've had so many different sexual experiences where um, I've had penetrative sex and it, it, I don't identify that as sex. I've had sex that wasn't penetrative and I think that was sex. I've also had weird in-between things and I'm like, that was us having sex. Yeah. So uh, it's like with full clothes on and I yeah. still identify that as sex. So it's... It is about the energy. And I also think what's beautiful about that is like defining it for yourself can also help to mitigate um, spaces around the relationship between sex and trauma as well. I think Mm. like when you're able to define for myself, that was sex for me or that was not for me. That was a, you know, two people fumbling or that was two people hurting each other. That was two people exploring or that was two people, whatever. Like you can then sort of say like, okay, how do I want to actually define this for myself? Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, the exploration piece, I think that makes people so uncomfortable. I think it's because of this like really deeply ingrained Christian idea of monogamy um, and specifically sexual monogamy. Mm and that it should be this like very contained specific thing. Um, and I think there's definitely a place for that. I think to me, that makes a lot of sense in terms of like, okay, I'm cultivating my sexual energy for myself. And then mm-hmm. also, you know, cause I think even just letting one other person's sexual energy into your space is sometimes too much. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of, letting a lot of people, yes, it's chaotic, but sometimes that's what you're doing is like cultivating a sense of exploration, maybe a little bit of chaos. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And that's what you need to experience in order to then experience Mm. Mm. better sex with yourself or better sex with other people. Um, But yeah, it's, it's fascinating to think about the, how we get so many messages about it, but me and you, and then six other people and the entire world would all define sex differently. Yeah. Um, even if they're saying the same thing, they might say it in a different way. Like, yeah. you know, and that, I guess it's with like a lot of things, but yeah. Um, yeah. It's a loaded, it's a loaded yeah. thing. And that's the other thing for me, what I was thinking like around the sex magic, why I was like, yes, because the, th- the thing that made me think uh, what I think of sex magic is a way initially of people exploring what sex is to them without mm. another person. Mm-hmm. 
it's like exploring that sensuality and that embodiment and that connection and really connecting with the orgasm Mm -hmm. for yourself (laughs) like and not faking it for someone else or Mm -hmm. you know like really kind of feeling into it um because again I think a lot of people have shame around that as well like that self-pleasure part of it and what they want or what and again there's so much programming on of what you think sex should be for that other person so yeah like so for a lot of women like I know for myself like definitely when I was younger and like in my 20s like having sex and it's totally for that other person like trying to be who you think you're (laughs) supposed to be like in that Mm -hmm. moment and that sex is kind of like more for them than it is for you and then as you for me personally as I've got older it's like hang on a minute like I know like how I like to feel on my own (laughs) Mm -hmm. doing that like I need to be bringing this into that situation (laughs) Mm because um otherwise like I can't be bothered (laughs) like what's the point yeah yeah definitely and I think also the the idea of solo sexual practice um or self-pleasure practice is a really like contentious topic in relationships like Mm. I feel like you know I was in a relationship that was quite sexually liberated in terms of what we did together but if like they're like oh I don't want you to like masturbate while I'm in the house or like if I'm home or like don't tell me or like this and that and I was just kind of like what like (laughs) this is such an interesting aspect of like possession. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is sort of where we get into sexual power as well as like, it's so powerful that it just scares the shit out of people. Yeah. And so either when, when things are too powerful, we either want to decrease their power, use that power for something, you know, ungodly, or we want to put it in a box and name it so that we at least know what that power is. Um, and so I think that's sort of where we got with, with sexuality, especially when it came to when spirituality started having um, a relationship to sexuality mm. and pleasure. But I think having to say about it. things that I've been like learning, reading about like sexuality and spirituality have always been a thing. Yeah. <laughs> from the beginning. Yeah. And like only as I guess back to that power piece have, has it been kind of programmed into us that they're separate? Mm-hmm. To yeah. Dis- disconnect us from that power to disconnect everyday people from that power yeah or or to condemn it spiritually mm. yeah, yeah has been has usually been the the paradigm or it's actually the two opposites usually it's either like mm. celibacy yeah um and monogamy or it's been like sexuality is the key to everything do it with everyone all the time it's amazing <laughs> it's the perfect thing yeah. to do um you know like sex cults and this yeah idea, like, like oh, sex rituals was, and oh, like um like Osho have you watched yeah that? I haven't seen that yet okay yeah was it yeah. the wild into the wild wild country wild country wild country I think yeah maybe is what it's called yeah the yeah. one on Netflix yeah so interesting yeah I haven't watched that but you know even less like yeah th- there's just been such a broad range um of sexuality and I think the reason that's always been linked from the beginning like how can we talk about the spirit and a body without talking about what creates that like Mm. because you know sexual acts are or our sexual energy to me is the ultimate creative force Mm -hmm. that we have yeah it's our sexuality is the strongest creative force that we Mm -hmm. have and um because it can create other life which just Mm. blows my mind I don't know why it's so normal that we can literally grow other human beings in our bodies that's not normal it's strange (laughs) we're aliens it's fine um but 
yeah, I mean, how can you talk about creation stories without having, and that's what's so fascinating to me about Christianity and the story of Christ and how it was like immaculate conception and there was Mm -hmm. no, so there, and Jesus was sort of like, was he celibate? Was he gay? Was he, you know, there's this sexual undertone of the Bible where it's sort of like omitted Mm. from the, like the most creative force is omitted from the, the creative parts of yeah the Bible yet everything in it is about family and and um how was I gonna say yeah everything about it is like about family and siblings and Mm -hmm. relationships and stuff like that and um yeah it's it's wild it's wild to see the ways that we have been taught to ignore the overtly sexual undertone of like everything all the time <laughs> that exists. And I think as a, like, as a person who came out as queer, like very young, mm-hmm. um, I have had like, because I grew up Christian, yeah, got out of the church at nine years old, came out around 12 or 13. So, you know, that, that weird chunk of time. And then that weird chunk of time, I was Buddhist. Right. So, which is like celibacy and whatever. Yeah. Um, so I've had a really, I feel like interesting or different experience with, um, with identifying what sex is and identifying mm-hmm. with sexuality, because when you're queer, you have to educate yourself. You don't yeah. get stuff from media. You don't get stuff right. from school. Um, especially when I came out. So for me, like you, you have to go to from your very young age, you're going to workshops, you're, you're looking up tutorials, you're talking to other people, you're trying to find community because you're like, well, if it's not this one thing, like, what, do, what do I do? You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, but even like at schools, I don't think we're taught enough for heterosexual people. Yeah. Like, so imagine <laughs> for somebody yeah. who's queer, like, it's like, oh my gosh, that is just mind blowing Yeah, in, in itself. And like having that safe space to explore that or to talk to other people about that is like, yeah, it's, it's a lot, isn't it? Lots. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that the, the piece about, um, sexual education is, it's very interesting, like mm. who should be teaching it, when it should be taught, what age it should be taught, mm. if kids should even know what sex is, what, you know, and there's, everyone has an opinion about yeah. that. And again, everything, it's all varied. And so, it can be such a, like, taboo subject. So a lot of parents are like, yeah. there's no way that, <laughs> I think my sex education, my mom took us to the Natural History Museum. <laughs> oh like, my God, the one in like, London? Yeah, to like, they like, and just showed you like the reproductive like things. I remember like having, a, I think <sighs> we had a babysitter and they were like, we were, I was watching, I can't remember how old I was, I was young. I was still in like junior school. And they were, we were watching like Pretty Woman, and I was like, "What does it mean if you sleep with someone?" And they were like, mm. "Ask your mum." Like, oh my god! And then mum was like, "Let's go to the Natural History Museum." <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like that was a good way to approach it, or do you like when you look back on that experience? Are you grateful, or do you? Is it funny? Like, what is the? I think that my mum was just doing what she could with what she's got. Yeah, probably based on her, like that was probably very advanced compared to what she, how she, I doubt her parents, like her parents, she wouldn't have had that conversation with them at yeah. all. <laughs> so yeah. Making a day out of it. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is like, was her way of doing it, which I think is um, interesting. But I think, again, there's so much around, and I remember one thing that I remember when I was a teenager, my mom's just saying like, when you, what it rings on my ears, like when you have sex with someone, it makes things more complicated. Mm. And I was just like, 
yeah, whatever. <laughs> you don't know, like you're my mom. Um, and then just thinking about like, yeah, because I think as well, it makes it more complicated if you don't understand yourself. Mm. And maybe those experiences we don't understand. And like, it's like, there's so much that people don't talk about. So she might not have had those conversations with other people. Yeah. Because you haven't got that vocabulary, have you? Yeah. In that way. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that we talked about. Um, and on my podcast on about heavy when we were talking about I think um one night stands yeah and how there are people where they just operate off of the sexual undertone until they literally have sex and never speak about it mm. they never say oh what do you like or are you is this okay or are you still yeah. interested or what do you want out of this or mm. uh how does this feel for you anything yeah and that blows my mind. It blows my <laughs> mind. It really does. Cause I, I, I haven't really had that experience. Um, yeah. The, the lack of conversation or the shuffling about of the conversation, I yeah. think is really interesting. And I think there's a huge boom of sort of the sexual liberation, sex positive mm-hmm. movement mm-hmm. that's been happening for quite some time now. Yeah. Um, but even then there's, you know, discrepancies and what people think sex positivity even is or how it even operates or what being sex negative means or what it means to be sexually liberated and if that's a good thing and who for and oh it's just like Mm. such a big thing um which you know makes sense to me because it's literally what creates us yeah yeah but I also think the idea of like labeling sex as embodied pleasure and the idea of that in relationship to creation is interesting and that's to me where we get into the sex magic mm. part of it yeah um but I don't know if you're ready to go there <laughs> yeah I'm like I'm like honestly my brain's like I'm listening to you but also it's going like here yeah, it's like yeah. a firework show in my yeah. head <laughs> different things it's just like oh my gosh like, I'm gonna think like just thinking about I think that like you said coming back to that piece of like sex and creation and magic but also it doesn't always have to be about creation creating a baby yeah exactly creating a like another person creating another life like it that sex that sexual energy can create other things and can be a channel for like whatever you want it to be yeah exactly whatever you want it to be and like that's where the sex magic comes into it because Mm -hmm. you're harnessing the power that energy and that power of the orgasm because like what the orgasm like what is its purpose Mm -hmm. like it's not like we have like an itch for example that to tell us like that we need to scratch (laughs) there's something there Mm -hmm. we get like we have different sensations that kind of have different purposes but the orgasms like just like you said it's just that pleasure isn't that yeah and I think that that's sort of where sex magic gets interesting because I think because we connect sex to oh sex equals baby Mm -hmm. then we think oh well sex magic must there must be an equal sign for that there must be sex equals manifesting car sex equals manifesting (laughs) money sex equals manifesting another partner or Mm -hmm. something like that when it can be whatever you want I mean I've used you can use your orgasms to heal your sexual trauma Mm -hmm. you can use them to charge a crystal you can Mm -hmm. use them to send love and light out to the universe you can picture a whale I don't know do whatever you want (laughs) um but for me a a lot of it is uh reintegrating that energy of expansion back into my body um so pulling it back down into the body because a lot of times orgasms can be like very explosive and expansive Mm -hmm. and so pulling that back in or you know I think that moment of 
of climax is a really powerful to me it's like oh something's created what do you want it to be Mm -hmm. you can speak Mm -hmm. that into existence or visualize that into existence but also this piece about embodied pleasure for people who don't think that they have orgasms well you might have orgasms but they might not just be what we consider to be like this like big climactic moment Mm -hmm. and actually I was talking to a friend and she was saying um she was talking about having sex with her partner at the time and she was like yeah, I was, um, I was orgasmic, but I didn't climax. And I was like, you what? (laughs) What does that mean? Um, and this is not that long ago. Um, and she was like, yeah, it was like waves of pleasure, but I wasn't, I didn't ever like climax the way that I know that, you know, I do with myself or the Mm -hmm. way that I, whatever. And I found that really fascinating. And I was like, well, is that, you know, is that experience just as useful for you or Mm -hmm. pleasurable for you? And she was like, yeah, you know, and, and I think that's the key thing as well. It's like sex magic by yourself versus sex magic with other people is very different. Just like when you masturbate versus when you have sex with another person, mm-hmm. it's different. Like yeah. you do them for different reasons. Yeah. For you, when do you, when were you first introduced to se- the idea of sex magic? Like, is it recent for you or is it something I, that sort of- No, it's up? been something like, but it's been- you know, when you just keep hearing it and keep hearing it and then yeah. it's like, okay, like, how do you do it? And then like, I've kind of tried it, but then yeah, was like, am I doing this right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is this thing? But I think it is quite simple. It's just, uh, but I think that's the thing. Some people, when you are like self-pleasuring, sometimes like people aren't conscious or they're, mm-hmm. they're thinking about something else to get them to that point point yeah rather than being in their body and having that connection mm-hmm. so then it's thinking about that thing and then because it from what I, I think what I've read before is like you when you're at that point to climax you're pulling that energy back in mm-hmm. and then thinking about that thing that you would like to manifest or that experience or that state of being um but it's that it's that thing like I guess when you're it's not getting distracted Mm. it's staying in that moment <laughs> yeah thinking of that thing and I think so many times people aren't used to being a lot of people struggle to meditate yeah so to be to do that and then be like mm-hmm. consciously doing that I think that I've watched a couple, a couple of things that are like coming to mind because I'd watched I think again it comes back to what people see sex as or their orgasm or why mm-hmm. they're doing it in the mm-hmm. first place and that kind of like going deeper I was watching I was listening to this other podcast called sex like sex lies and dm slides mm. and they were talking to Lily Allen and she's um partnered up with this vibrator brand and she's like yeah this vibrator will get you off in like seconds like and it's just like it's an <laughs> electric one and I'm like that terrifies me yeah and I'm like oh but that it what's is that that was it's just in such that's a the scratching an itch yeah it's just yeah. Scratching, but then it's just like but what's that d- doing and I think you're missing out on the pleasure mm-hmm. like that's just like a quick McDonald's yeah food thing rather than yeah but if everyone's like oh yeah like I just want to get I haven't got time to I think that's mm-hmm. what Lily Allen was saying like I'm really busy yeah. <laughs> sometimes like I just want to like get off and I haven't got time for it to take ages because sometimes I was watching oh this oh is it I hate I hate Susie. It's a series that's like recently mm. come out with Billy Piper, and there's like um, a part of that where she's like trying to, like she's trying to get herself off, and it's just taking her out yeah. like ages, and she just no matter what she does, she can't do it. And I think that again because we're not embodied, 
our yeah. minds are in all of these different places so coming back yeah. to sex magic I think it's yeah you've got to practice being embodied yeah it's wild to me that we've gotten to a place where we're like oh I don't have time for pleasure even when yeah. your body's yeah. asking for it like what do you why do you work yeah why do you do all the things you do isn't it so that you can enjoy your life isn't it mm-hmm. so that you can enjoy being alive isn't that yeah. the point of the work is the play like mm-hmm. I think that's so fascinating to me like that connection and I think it's also a way to ignore your pleasure and ignore your body yeah. is to be yeah. like oh I'm just gonna get off yeah right because even the idea of we'll getting it off. off it's like off of what yeah. getting off of of the pleasure train getting off mm-hmm. of like ignoring or running from what um mm-hmm. so that's really fascinating to me to maybe even ask have people ask themselves like you know when you kind of just have that feeling of I just want to it's like you just want to what you just want to get away from what or you just yeah. you're avoiding what Mm. um you know because yeah the thing about self-pleasure is it's time with yourself it's time with your own thoughts it's time with your own body and ourself our thoughts and our body are like the three things that I think we run from the most yeah as you were saying that I was like, even thinking about yeah. people that are like, like I don't no, want to connect no, with no. my body yeah. <laughs> I don't want to connect with myself <laughs> yeah. I don't want to like why would I do that that's just too much now girls <laughs> yeah exactly and like if that's where you are I honor that mm. fully and yeah, I hear that definitely. because um I was 100% there at one time as well yeah same. um and still have those moments of like I don't want to feel this way or I don't want to be in my body right now mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also a big fantasy person as well. So I often am in a different world in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll still sort of use the end of that of that session for, you know, whatever I want it to be. But I think for me, the way that I define sex magic is um, channeling your creative force intentionally. Mm-hmm. So it's really not about like, oh, it needs to be for a specific thing or done a specific way. It's just like, yeah. how do I use this creative force intentionally? So maybe it's just saying, I love myself the entire yeah, time you're like doing an it. Affirmation. Mm-hmm. And, and that can be the, the whole time. You don't even have yeah. to come. Yeah. Um, or it could be like doing more, like my friend Ani for Lacey, she has this um, sex magic practice. I don't know if she learned it somewhere. I'm assuming she learned it somewhere else, but maybe she didn't, uh, where you loop your orgasmic energy through each chakra as you, as you go. And then once you climax, you're at the crown mm-hmm. and then you're able to bring that back into the body. Um, and that's like a manifestation practice. There's ones where just when you're at climax, you just think of the thing you want and you say like, as if you already have it. Right. So there's yeah. all these different ways to sort of use that energy. But I think also when I first found out about sex magic, then it felt like every time I orgasmed, I was like, okay, what, what am I going to use this one for? I can't come yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gotta make it work. Gotta make it yeah. worth it. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's also a really harmful yeah. thing. Like yeah. to, to make it transactional. Yeah. Um, like, it's really pleasure is just pleasure. It's not yeah. for, the pleasure is the, it's the journey and the destination. Yep. Exactly. Not the outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's the outcome as well. It's all yeah, three. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the journey to the station, the outcome, the end, yeah. the, the beginning. It's yeah. really everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, in my opinion, mm. but yeah, I think the, the power of, of sexual energy is it's, it's tempting to say it's underrated, but it's not. I think the, the entire reason it's so repressed is because people know how powerful it is. Yeah. If it can bind you to someone, if it can create a human being, if it can give you uh, an illness that you'll have for the rest of your life, mm. if it can change your biology, if it can, 
you know, yeah, if, if you believe in help you, sleep you know, now. magic, yeah, <laughs> if it can help you sleep, if it can uh, relieve period cramps, if it can, mm. you know, it, it's like, it's incredible. It's so healing. And, yeah. And it's, to me, it's just a, a giant portal. Like an orgasm mm. is just a giant portal. And then you sort of stand at the precipice of that and you decide what you want to throw in. If you want to throw in attachment to a person, if you want to throw in a Corvette, if you want to throw in whatever you want to throw in, then that's your prerogative. And then you also have to deal with the consequences of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's also historically been misused because of its power, right? Because mm. sexuality has also been used for purposes of domination and fear. Um, actually, that's one of like the primary tactics of colonization was... Yeah. Um, you know, sexual assault and, mm-hmm. and rape. And so, and then we see that also in spiritual spaces, um, in organized religion and, you know, in, in mystics, mysticism and occultism, like everywhere you see a misuse of power, you'll see some misuse of sexual power and sexual yeah. energy. Um, and I don't think that's an accident. I think it's because it's one of the most powerful things you, you have and the mm-hmm. most, and the most damaging things you could do is misuse it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. That's heavy, but yeah. I think that's an important piece of the conversation. Definitely. It can be used as a weapon. Yeah. Just as much as it can be as a transformational thing. Yeah, because it's a tool. Or enlightened thing, Robin. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's that's what I think people really need to understand about magic, astrology, pol- anything. Anything, everything is a tool. Mm. And a hammer can be used to build or destroy so, yeah. you know, if people use, you know, magic to burn people's houses down and hex them and bind them and all that stuff, like, yeah, because magic is a tool, but that's not all magic can do. It can also mm-hmm. heal people. It can also build things up. It can also create new worlds. It can also, you know, do all these beautiful things. I think the same thing with sexuality. And I think the hardest part about sexuality is that, yeah, when it is sort of attached to a certain thing more often than not in your experience then that's what it becomes in your mm. you know in your brain body mind body kind of connection um but i think that just as powerfully as sex can you know quote unquote destroy or uh harm it has just the opposite potential of like ju- it, it can pow- it can heal just as quickly and just mm. as powerfully yeah um you know, I think that the the medical system and a lot of systems that we are sort of, that are sort of shoved down our throats are like everything takes a lot of time. You need to go to years of therapy. You need to do all this. You need to do a million different things, and maybe it still won't be that you know be a certain way. And you'll always be this or always be that. And it's like mm-hmm. I think the really beautiful thing about um, sexual energy is it is this sort of like yeah this magical space where you have access to it whenever you want, mm-hmm. and you can direct it wherever you'd like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's something that we all have access to. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need to buy. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't. It's something that it's just for you within you, which mm-hmm. is like everything that comes back to spirituality, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like the power to create and destroy is all of ours. Mm. Like all of us have the ability to create whatever we want and mm. also to, we have the power to set our intentions or put our intentions wherever. Um, and then what happens from there is sort of a combination of like, what's meant to be, um, what we want and what the other parties involved are also willing for it. But, Mm. um, yeah, I think the, for me, when it comes to sex magic, I usually 
stick to solo sexual practices because yeah. I think when you involve someone else's will and someone else's energy, it just becomes a whole other sort of soup. Yeah. And you've really um, got to be on the same page. Yeah. Or just really that. know how to protect your own energy yeah. or direct yeah. Like you have to be very skilled too. Cause it, instead of like, yeah, it's like a stew, right? So mm-hmm. picking out all of the chunks from the broth, it's like, that's a really lengthy process. You can do it. Yeah. You can do it. Um, but it's, it's very, it's a very conscious process. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is that your experience or do you feel like with sex magic in terms of solo sex versus. I, I prefer the idea of the solo aspect of it because like you said, I think then when there's some, you've got to be like that person, like, like obviously me and my boyfriend have got a good thing going on but whenever I've talked to him about sex magic he's like what like so I'm mm. not going to bring that <laughs> yeah. into, into the mix like if he's not that's not where his head's at and his consciousness yeah. is at that's totally fine yeah so but I'm not just for the sake of like come on like let's yeah be this conscious couple and yeah. <laughs> have sex magic to get that if that's not what he's like we'll just do like I'll just be for me it's like so I because what you were saying about this whole like we're forgetting about pleasure I've signed up to Julia Allen's mm-hmm. pleasure school because and I think part of it one of the things when you you know when you did an astrology reading for me like earlier on in this year mm-hmm. and like pleasure kind of came up in that mm-hmm. and I was just like got to this point I was like oh my god I'm working all the time which I think is something that I have a leaning towards anyway but then with lockdown yeah even more so so the boundaries are blurred and I'm like what am I doing for pleasure like this Mm -hmm. is like we forget about that and we're like why am I why am I doing this and like feel like I've disconnected from a lot of that part of myself so I've signed up to that course to really Mm -hmm. make space and have that accountability and that framework to understand myself even better on that level Mm -hmm. um but like I said I think sometimes if we don't know what we like we're not learning about ourselves like how can we communicate that with the other person mm-hmm. and I think that it's for me it's like learning that and then bringing that into those interactions with my boyfriend in a way that yeah. feels like respectful for where he's at and mm-hmm. what he wants but also is in it like is honoring where I'm at as well at the same time yeah totally and I also think it's redefining the idea of what sex magic can be because mm. having sex with another person being in pleasure and being in complete that vulnerability can feel magical. is that can magic be. yeah yeah and <laughs> being connection. just being in connection is mm. magic so you know it's having someone so yeah maybe it's sort of redefining like sex magic itself but also you know manifestation the piece about it that's manifestation also it's just about aligning your will mm. and intention and action. So that is also like, you know, that's that's a piece, that's a whole other sort of ball game. Um, and I think we talked about manifestation a lot in the last episode that I did with you, right? Yeah, I think we, yeah, I think, I'm trying to think. Now my head's just here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but because, yeah, I think like that, you know, def- defining that and sort of bringing that into the conversation, I feel like that's something um, that, yeah, I think I think the beautiful thing about magic is that it is very like uncontainable. Mm-hmm. And so it can be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. And I think people sometimes get really like annoyed or freaked out by things when you say stuff like that. 
because they want external people to tell them what to do to feel good, or they want external people to tell them what to do to, um, get something. Mm-hmm. And I think sex magic is the epitome of like, you have to figure it out yourself. Yeah. I guess you we're also wired things. differently yeah. as well. Like what that feels like in your body, different people like different, yeah. different things. So it's yeah. not like, <laughs> it sounds so crazy. It's like rub here and then like yeah. stroke there and like, there you go. Like, I'm thinking of that, out. Yeah. yeah, like that episode of um, Friends where they give like Joey like, oh my god yes. <laughs> like one two was five <laughs> yeah yeah it's not like that oh it's not that like number system of like go back here and then I just think if you watched ah sex education on yes. Netflix yeah but you know when he's doing is it the clock thing when he's like he it's in the second series and he's got his new girlfriend okay. and that he I don't think he's ready to have sex yet but then he's like he googles or looks up this technique and I think it's the clock so he's like trying to do something with his fingers and so he's oh, trying to yeah. do that and he's remembering like <laughs> yes yes, yes she's, like, that. she's pretending she's like oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then after she's like oh my god that was terrible and yeah. she fakes it in that and I think it's that's why it's getting to know our bodies and also it's so nuanced so we feel different at different times and that like, even in um like code red by like these sister like she's like says in when we're ovulating that's when mm-hmm. it's e- also easier for us to climax then which mm-hmm. is interesting because we're in the full bar in a full moon phase then as mm-hmm. well but we feel different at different times like different things will turn us on at different times yeah so you can't have this guide of like one two yeah. three four <laughs> and all orgasms feel different yeah 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 so this idea of like partnered play as well as like mm. how can we make that more of an exploration because I've literally left people's houses like I showed up to people's houses um interested in having some sort of connection with them not necessarily sexual mm. but meeting them for the first time and I've almost start making out with them or being in space with them and I'm like I can tell that you're going to use me to masturbate or you're going to use me to fulfill whatever you want so I'm going to go right now yeah, yeah. I don't care if you're, I don't care like yeah. what the situation is because I refuse to not be an active person, active participant and for this not to be an exploration of each other. Yeah. Um, so yeah, having it be more of like, Oh, what is this? What is this a journey or adventure? Like mm-hmm. you said earlier, like, earlier about the, the journey piece, like how can I make it more of a journey mm-hmm. and exploration than a kind of like a sprint? Yeah or a race yeah 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 exactly yeah because also yeah the other thing about having a lot of queer sex is like the idea of people two different people climaxing at different times is like really common because you're usually not stimulating each other at the same time I mean Mm -hmm. you can but um but yeah in heterosexual situations heterosexual situations like there is this thing of like, oh, I need to finish before this person's finisher finishing and this and that. And yeah, like, like, not this... yet, yeah, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> Just hold on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, if if it was more about exploration, like that wouldn't matter as much. Yeah, yeah. Or if the goal wasn't to climax or the goal wasn't to, you, yeah. if it wasn't so goal oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, fascinating. How do we get here? <laughs> I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah. And and also how did we get here like sexually? Mm. Like all of these layers and years of like really generations, millennia, whatever you want to say, however mm. long you think that we've been procreating the way that we have and and experiencing pleasure the way that we have, like 
so fascinating to think about how we've gotten here and then what we want to do about it. Mm. And I think that's also the thing that I love about sex magic is that it puts the this quote unquote sexual revolution in your hands and in totally. your bedroom and whatever else yeah. you're using. <laughs> yeah. And that even as you're like just thinking back to that sex magic, like you don't always have that chemistry with people. That's part mm-hmm. of the magic as well. Yeah. That chemistry. Because someone could be or like tickle the boxes on a level and look really hot, for example. But then yeah. when you're with them, it's just not there. I remember when I was in Bali I um, was like at this cafe and just like started chatting to this guy and it was like so romantic. You know, we were just like that typical. I was like, oh my god, we met in the moments. It's Kundalini cast. It was so romantic, and he was talking about tantric sex. And I remember messaging my friend like, oh my god, I'm gonna have tantric sex tonight. Yeah, <laughs> like this guy is like so like hot, hot, hot. And then we had this amazing date, and then he started kissing me, and I was like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> like what's happened? Fuck, get it back. Like, yeah. uh, and. And it I happens was, to me so often. It was like, what has ha- what has happened? And it was like, it was so vivid even now. It was like ants were crawling all over me. Mm. And he was like, should we go back to yours? I was like, uh, no, <laughs> like, I'm going to just go back on my own. <laughs> like, Yeah, just, but good for you for yeah. being able to recognize it. Because yeah. some people are like, oh no, I'm just, I'm, I must be doing something wrong because yeah. I don't feel this way. Mm. Yeah, and I'm sure I've definitely, when I was younger, would have done that maybe. Yeah. Because like, you're like, oh, this is awkward now. Yeah, I feel bad. Let's just like, yeah, maybe it's something me. Like, I'm really lucky that this person is with me because mm. they're so hot, they're so hot, or they're so cool. Whereas I was like, it was lit- it was literally as if it was real. These ants were crawling over me, and oh, wow. he was so confused. I was so confused. Spirit so, said, "Get the fuck out of yeah. there." <laughs> but that's what I mean that comes back to that magic thing that connection and I think even when like when I met my boyfriend like when we saw each other you know when you just have that like yeah that was there and like the like the first time that we had sex and like we had sex on the first night which is a massive no-no for a lot of people because they're like if you have sex with the guy on the first night he won't want to be your girlfriend he won't need to be his girlfriend and like we're so scared but that chemistry like and I just don't have that with Mm -hmm. everyone Mm-hmm. And like I think you can have it more with more than one person um yeah like there is one person that you can have that thing but at that like yeah yeah and that's the other piece of the magic of of sex is like also you know people can orgasm without anything without coming people can mm-hmm have a lot of pleasure, but never orgasm. You mm-hmm. can, there's like so many different possibilities and so many yeah. different options. And so the more that we're like, oh, the, you know, we're just exploring and having fun and, and experiencing each other in this moment, the more it's like, oh, cool. Well, there's no pressure. And then usually mm-hmm. you are able to do whatever you thought that you could or should do because you were able to just relax into it mm. um, and have it be one of the possibilities and not the only thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that happens to me all the time where intellectually everything is like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then like they put their body somewhere near me and I'm like, oh no, that's going to be an absolute no. Yeah. Thank you for playing, sir. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think honoring yourself in those moments and honoring mm-hmm. what your body is telling you can be really fucking hard because you've built a story in your mind. Yeah on the intellectual level, you've built a story about what this, what this is going to be like and how it's going to go and who this person is when you don't even know, because mm. if your body's telling you it's not good, but you're in your mind, you're like, no, it is. Cause they're, they're physically attractive. Yeah. 
what the hell are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it can, I don't know. In the beginning, it can be really hard. And I think, you know, I think having those moments though of fucking it up and accidentally, mm. you know, and kissing them and yeah. being like, oh, this is a no. Those are yeah. so important Definitely. because they make the moments where what you're saying that you had with your partner, like those sparks even more magical and even mm-hmm. more like, oh, this is, this is it. Like, this is what yeah. it's supposed to feel like. Mm. Yeah. And having those moments so that you can recognize it, like you said, like for me, we have to have those moments. It's a bit like when things go wrong, you have yeah. to know that. Or when we think that we've made the, even though I don't, I don't think there's such thing as a wrong decision, but when we think yeah. we made the wrong decision mm-hmm. because we've in, ignored our intuition, we have to go through that process so that we understand what that feels like in our body when our intuition is telling us a, a certain thing and, and having that awareness of why we've gone the opposite way. Mm-hmm. And what the outcome is of that mm-hmm. by ignoring that feeling. Um, so that next time when you're in a similar situation, you know how that plays out. Mm-hmm. So you have a choice, whereas yeah. it, it's not conscious at that moment. It, you have to go through that thing so that when it doesn't work out, you can have maybe that anger, frustration, disappointment, or that emotion so that you know to do differently next time. Yeah. And you also get practice at really hard conversations. Mm you know, you get good at being able to learn how to have compassion for yourself and compassion for other people and hold space for, because the other person could have had a completely different experience. And that's, Mm -hmm. what's also the most wild to me is when you're like, that didn't feel good, did it? And they're like, yeah, it did. And you're like, uh, (laughs) are you just not listening to your body? Are you feeling the same way I am, but you're also telling yourself a story or did this not Mm -hmm. really click? Cause yeah, the idea of like, can a person be in love with someone who's not in love with them? Or can you be sexually attracted to someone who's not sexually Mm -hmm. attracted to you? I think is a really fascinating question. Mm -hmm. Cause for me, like, I don't know. I just really want to believe that like, no, anytime you feel like something, it's because you're receiving something, but I don't know. But then I think like a bit like we were saying that projection yeah can get in the way exactly for for you so we talk ourselves into feeling something like I've done before where I've got like dated guys I'm like well I'm not really sure but he's saying Mm. all the right things yeah like I don't really want to be single so like and then you convince yourself that you like them and then they ghost you and you're like what but it's just it's just a projection yeah and you're mad they ghosted you but like that's actually what you really wanted yeah um yeah and and sometimes it becomes a math equation Mm. like oh buff arms nice hair good eyes nice jaw nice shoes like I'm attracted like and then as soon as that person opens their mouth you're like oh I'm not attracted (laughs) but yeah there's all these there's all of these steps where our body is telling us or he's giving us signals and our body Mm. is giving us the opportunity to follow the mental story or, you know, get embodied. Mm. Yeah. I think that's the thing that we're not enough though, embodied. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what sort of the sex magic practice is really powerful for is just like, yeah, in order to, that's sort of the only rule of it. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, you have to be in your body. Yeah. Um, which yeah, for, for some people that rule alone is like a no-go, which just yeah. totally makes sense, but. Yeah, because yeah, because people will have had experiences that don't make them feel safe in their body mm-hmm. or they'll have beliefs about themselves that don't make them feel safe in their body. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's starting to like, I guess that's even just learning. I mean, that's a massive, like I was gonna say, just like learning to love your body is such a huge thing. 
Mm-hmm. And again, as women, like you have so much programming against not loving your body. Mm-hmm. Don't we? And like men do as well, I think. Um, I think it's different. Yeah. Women. And again, it seems very like, uh, like um, transactional in a way as well, where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, if I can add up these many things about what I have, then I'll love my body. Yeah. Um, when that's never the case with literally anything, yeah. <laughs> but with bodies specifically, because I'll see people who have like the things that I think that if I had, are mm. yeah, that I would love my body, and they're like, yeah, but I hate myself, da da da, da. and mm. I'm like, oh, so actually, I mm. just gotta love my own meat sack, yeah, because <laughs> you know, and loving your body meat for the things sack. that it does <laughs> and not the way that it looks, I yeah. think, can be really helpful in this like loving our body yeah idea because it's more like oh I love that my legs carry me Mm -hmm. I love that my feet work I love that Mm -hmm. my I love that I can digest food I love that I can you know hear people I love Mm -hmm. that I can see I love that my hair protects me from cold I don't know like there are so many ways that we can start to love what our body does instead of how it looks because Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that how it looks actually matters literally at all no not and not to the right person either if you're if you're because yeah. I think for me definitely like when I was in my teens and my 20s I was so conscious of what my body looked like for other people yeah exactly like for like and like mainly like for the male gaze like yeah and maybe what other girls thought of me <laughs> you know like if they were judging yeah. me or what I should look like because if I hung out with them and what they all look like so I needed to look more like them Whereas, yeah like actually as I've got older I'm like nah <laughs> like, yeah because the right person doesn't care about that like and like you said I, when you're I've had points where like I have been what I thought my body should look like at that time because of every, mm. whatever like at, especially at the time like in the back then do you remember like, like um the whole size zero thing yeah and Nicole Kidman not Nicole Kid- oh yeah and Nicole Kidman but Nicole Richie I used to watch like this yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, totally. oh yeah and that yeah. thing and that was a big thing for me so that really and really I kind of amplified my eating disorder and I was like lost loads yeah. of weight and was really obsessive with it and was tiny but like it wasn't happy yeah it wasn't that that isn't the piece of the puzzle mm-hmm. and I think so many women I think that are single they they hate on themselves because they're like oh because probably but look I think a lot of the women that I speak to, like, they're like oh, I just can't stop eating. Mm. And then if I can't stop eating, like, that's the, that's what's keeping me single forever. I hate myself because I'm keeping myself stuck in this loop. When it's just like that right person will not, you don't want to be with that person who cares your size. <laughs> like, you don't want to be with that person anyway. Yeah. yeah, I think that's so powerful. Like, looking in, when you look in the mirror and you say, oh, I wish my da-da-da was da-da-da. It's like, for who? For you yeah. or for, like, who's whose narrative are you running off of? Because Mm -hmm. if your body can do all the things that you need it to do, then you should be, it should be fine. Yeah. It should be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and what you said about, oh, well, I'm overeating and it's like, instead of thinking about what it's doing to your body, like thinking about what got you to that point, like, yeah. are you, are you eating a lot because you're fucking hungry? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then you should eat. And hopefully you'd want yeah. a partner who would be like, yeah, if you're hungry, eat food. Definitely. Or are you overeating because you're, you know, there's something going on emotionally or, mm-hmm. so, you know, and because what's so weird is like using our external containers, measuring them up to the standard. And then that's how we define health or mm-hmm. beauty or whatever. 
um, when it has absolutely no correlation. Mm. And yeah, and even the, yeah, and obviously that goes into like a million other things. Like most of the images that we see of people's bodies aren't even real. And of course, yeah. (laughs) And they all hate their bodies too. So Mm. it's like, okay, so why do we all hate our bodies? Why can't we just all just be like indifferent? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it's just a body. Just accept it. Yeah. It's just, this is my body. (laughs) Yeah. It does things (laughs) without me asking. It does things that I ask it. It's cool. It's like a cool little mechanism thing Mm. that I get to live in for this this time around. And that's just like a whole other privilege in itself to be Mm able-bodied that people don't don't even think about, Mm -hmm. do they? And I think that's when you come back to, hang on, I love my body because it can do the I can do those things. Yeah, I just being grateful. I can breathe and I, without any, you know, like I don't have to take loads of medication or haven't got to do all of these things. And like, even if you're, even I think, yeah, like, I don't know. I don't want to speak because I haven't, I'm not, <laughs> I'm kind of mindful. I don't understand anything because I'm not from that, in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, some, like someone, but yeah, I just think it's having awareness that we are lucky to have the bodies that we are and this is what we're here to experience and there's so many things that we can so mm-hmm. why aren't we you know like why are we like numbing out through social media yeah and <laughs> do, maybe eating or spending a load of things rather than just actually connecting with what that th- that craving is actually all about yeah because your body has so much wisdom that it doesn't but I think your body speaks in like whispers until it starts mm-hmm. yelling at you when it starts yeah. yelling at you is when you're in trouble because Definitely. then it's like a chronic thing or it's a cancer thing or, or you know it's something that's really big because mm. you weren't you weren't quiet enough or you know careful enough with being able to be present with your body to know like oh something was going on for a really long time mm. um and it's it's really difficult because everything in society encourage us encourages us to do that encourages us to ignore it Mm. Um, because we also live in a prescriptive society instead of like a, uh, preventative. Yeah. So they would rather give you something when it got to the point of being bad than mm. teach you how to keep yourself, um, well. Mm. And, and yeah, always ask yourself, like, who does this serve? Like, who does hating my body serve? Yeah. Does it serve me? Oh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't no. serve the people that I love either because it's annoying to hear yeah. people just shitting on themselves all the time. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't, you know, then they're in a weird position. So it, it creates this whole dynamic and narrative. Mm. Yeah. And even like in that self, like in that moment, like when you're hating on your body and like sometimes like you look at, other, like say if someone's like hating on their body and they're like skinny, skinnier than you and they've got that perfect body and you're like, if you feel like that about you, then what should I actually be thinking about myself then? <laughs> like yeah. it's so, it's so kind of connected yeah and like actually thinking well when I give myself permission to accept my body I'm giving that other person permission to accept their body Mm -hmm. yeah it's been so powerful to me to like people who just accept it who aren't necessarily like oh my god I love my body like I've never really even heard someone say that in my life which is Mm -hmm. wild to think about I've never heard someone say yeah I love my body my body's yeah Um, they might say like I love my abs or I love my boobs Mm -hmm. or I love like something specific but just their little soft squishy sack they they didn't like the whole thing (laughs) yeah um but it's been so powerful me powerful for me to see people um when they do just accept it. And that sometimes is just like someone wearing an outfit that I'm like, oh, I didn't want to wear that because 
of the, like the thing that's happening on their body, I was worried about happening on my body, mm-hmm. like my boobs spilling out a specific way or, you know, my stomach, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And just seeing someone own that or, or be, you know, exist in that. And I'm like, Oh fuck. And they're doing it without saying anything about it. They're doing mm-hmm. it without it being a statement or a thing. Yeah. Um, and that's been so powerful for me. Yeah. Even as you're saying, it's just making me think like only re- recently in the last this in the last couple of months, I realized that a hip dip was a thing. What? A hip dip. So like where you have like how we like are the hourglass show- thing? Yeah, yeah, but it's like okay. a dip. So we think that a body should be kind of like just hourglassy and just like smooth and, yeah. and just curves in the right places. But a lot of I remember before I used to wear these like body, like maybe like a really tight like body dress or something and I'd always have this hip dip and I'd be like oh my god it's because I'm fat or because um I've got a weird body shape it's like oh my god it's a thing all women have it mm-hmm. <laughs> or not all women but it's like a common part of the shape but we'd for me I think I was just so programmed that the body should look yeah. have these this very symmetrical like I said just curve in the right place not a dip coming yeah. out yeah like so I think it's like the dip is like you kind of come and say so the dip rather than being like a smooth curve it kind of comes in and then kind of comes out again oh yeah yeah like at the hip yeah yeah hip dip (laughs) yeah okay yeah that makes sense well the other thing that's fascinating about body standards is that they change all the time Mm. and change again yeah like because nicole richie's size zero anorexic conversations conversations around anorexia specifically were so huge around that time Mm -hmm. Now everyone's rapping about having a thick ass and thick thighs and big boobs. And like when I remember when I was a kid, having a fat ass was the worst thing someone could say. Yeah, totally. Same here. (laughs) And now it's like, that's the best thing that you could have. Yeah. So it's just, it's fucking arbitrary. Like, Mm -hmm. why do we just, why do we let other people decide for us when we're going to love or just accept or just neutrally go along with you know what we already have and what we were gifted and what we have to maintain to be alive like we have to have it yeah (laughs) or else you wouldn't be alive (laughs) um but just to go back to sex magic also like the fact that the body can be a conduit and and for such a cool and powerful and pleasurable thing Mm. is another reason to be excited about the body like whoa that's so cool it's so cool that we have nerves it's so cool that we have you know, that when I touch my arm, it feels like something. Yeah. <laughs> um, and translates as something and it soothes mm. me or it, you know, whatever it does for me. Like that's such a beautiful mechanism. Definitely. Even just thinking like actually I'm like, maybe this is gonna like just change people's lockdown experience now because before mm. we're like, pleasure, I've got to go out, I've got to see my friends, I've got to do this thing, or you know, like be nope. here and everywhere. It's like, no, yeah. like oh hello. Yeah. <laughs> Body time. Yeah, I'll have another lockdown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, close them curtains, yeah. get to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's um it's fascinating what this time in the world is bringing us. It's bringing us so much opportunity for self-intimacy and whether or not you take that is up to you you know you you're welcome to be consumed by distraction you're welcome to be consumed by work you're welcome to Mm. be consumed by other people or you're you're welcome to get really intimate with your body get really intimate with your spirit get really intimate with what this mechanism can do and just explore Mm. it Mm. um yeah but it's free will Mm. yeah what you will and what 
that's the I guess the blessing and the curse isn't it don't want to have the free will they like they want the plan they want the answers yeah someone else tell them they know that they'll get to where they want to be or that everything's going to be okay yeah and I get that it's being a human sometimes like being especially a conscious human Mm. like last night I was watching Lord of the Rings and I was like stop spiritually analyzing it you're trying to relax you know because I was like oh my god this is such an interesting metaphor about evil and good and then all these different things and it's like no no no. you need to sometimes just be and relax Mm -hmm. and let something else take your brain for a second or let something else sort of you know and to me that isn't I mean it is just I don't know I don't know if it's is if that at that point it's distraction if it's like Mm -hmm. a conscious release or surrender to like being human and being in this moment yeah. So I get it. I get, I get it's like, being it's that a, balance, isn't it? Nice. Yeah. Of not feeling like you've got to be using every orgasm for manifestation. Yeah. Like maybe like, yeah, like it is for some people, it's not to be like conscious with every sexual interaction that you, <laughs> you have and be fully present. Like, yeah, like you might, like just like, you, like I said, you might want to have a McDonald's. Like, yeah, you might want to have a quickie and mm. just get yourself off and 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 that can be fun and good in itself can't it yeah it and see how it feels to, yeah yeah especially like yeah what we were saying earlier about like kissing people and not feeling good like those mm. polarity moments of oh I used to just get myself off and I thought it would be cool to do a quickie but it actually yeah it didn't satisfy it doesn't satisfy yeah. me anymore mm. um or maybe you're like oh this still works too cool I can add that to to this practice yeah. so yeah, I think it's it's always great to, I mean, it can be hard to experience polarity and then be like, oh, this is something I, this is a crutch I can't use anymore. Yeah. Um, but it's really important. I'm finding other ways to like do that. Um, yeah. And I think because I've got one of those, because you'd written an article for like Shack Rubs, haven't you? Mm-hmm. About sex magic and like using mm-hmm. it for orgasm and um it's funny actually my one of my friends a couple little while ago like they sent me this picture of like some like shack rubs or a version of shack rubs which are crystal wands that you use for self-pleasure in case anyone's like what mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember like my friends like sending she's like oh like Chris has said like sent you this like, as a joke and I was like yeah I've got one and he's and she's like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> I love those moments when people yeah. are like you're not that spiritual right yeah like you don't have this thing haha and you're like oh no I have seven yeah (laughs) for the full collection it's like yeah I have got that um and you can use like and I've never like I haven't used that yoni eggs okay I have have you and how was your do you mind me asking how your experience was with that yeah so I haven't used them in a while but there's a whole practice because they're very ancient so the jade egg is something that comes from um it's like I believe it's Chinese yeah I think it is um like an ancient practice Mm. I don't know if ancient is the right word I'm not sure how far it goes back but it is an old practice Mm. of um engaging your your pelvic floor and kind of the muscles inside of your um yeah inside of the I don't know specifically I think your cervix um so my experience with yoni eggs so yeah the yoni egg is basically just a crystal egg that you insert inside of yourself Mm. um yeah, I really love them. Um, but I don't, I usually use them during sexual experiences, which I think mm-hmm. is actually quite uncommon. Um, most people use them like, and then do like exercises and like, 
and you put a string with a weight on it and like kegels. Oh my and, gosh. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, <laughs> um, so I've used it during sex with partners. I've used mm. it during solo sex. I've used a crystal egg inside with a crystal wand on the outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which has been wild. <laughs> um, I highly recommend. Um, and I think what's just really beautiful about them is they make you really conscious of the contractions your body does. Because mm. when nothing is inside of you, you don't, sometimes you don't recognize like, oh, that thing is doing that without me doing it. Or mm. that's part of this process. Or, oh, it does it when I'm at this point or when I feel this way or when I do this thing. So it's a really interesting way to get intimate with your body. And then also the ooh, the power of the crystals themselves like have Isn't it, You don't need a other, like a rabbit or vibrate. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole other, with a crystal wand, it's a whole other vibration. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a crystal, yeah, with the crystal wand and the crystal eggs mm. as well. Like they, because crystals um, hold energy and yeah. information. They're like information stores. They're like little folders. Mm. So um, what's great about crystal wands when you use them is you can basically code them with your orgasmic energy and then they become kind of like magic wands because yeah. they become like charged with all of this energy of love and ecstatic experience. Mm. So yeah, they're my favorite tools. Um, yeah, I can't remember the last time I used a vibrator. No, I can't. It feels, the idea of it feels weird. And even when I was listening yeah. to that podcast episode, I was like, I wouldn't want yeah I think I remember like I think the first time I got a vibrator was because of sex in the city and Samantha was talking about yeah and like all the girls at work were talking about them so like we all got them I love that so um and um it was just like it's funny just what a trend is what a trend becomes isn't it and I remember like you'd have clients come in with their like and summer's bags and you're like I know what you've been buying <laughs> <laughs> watching sex in the city oh <laughs> it's like God. more of a nod than anything yeah and, uh, um like that and I think at that time it was like oh my god it's amazing like because I think as well like the orgasm like for women it's so much more nuanced like it isn't that quick thing yeah it you've got to be in the right headspace I think the mood's got to be right like there's it's so many different things going on um and then for like maybe for a guy it was a little bit more straightforward in some ways I don't know yeah I mean I haven't got a penis so I don't know either but like <laughs> yeah but I think it's a bit I think it's just yeah I think guys it's just different but I think from my experience it's a little bit more it's a bit there's different things going on I think for me personally yeah. it's more of a like psychological connection and other things whereas I think that is the same for the guys but it's just different it, the physical it's easier for them physically yeah I think the physiology of people with penises is different in terms of arousal and climax mm. um so I don't think that it's as varied as if you had a uterus vagina yeah. like all that kind of stuff yeah um but if you look at them, and this is wild, but like technically a vagina is just an inverted penis. Yeah. It's like in so many different ways, like mm. literally physically, that's sort of what it is. And so it is interesting to think about, well, if you, the internal of you was externalized, think about mm. how everything would be like, whoa. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. So I just sort of imagine that. And I'm like, well, that makes sense. It makes sense mm. that there would be more of a direct line. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, I think back to the like the vibrator thing is I think they were it was so sensational because it's like, oh so quick. Yeah. It's like does its thing and like you're 
you're done. <laughs> yeah, because I think they were created in like the 50s. I think they were created in a time they've been when there have been different versions of them. They used to look terrifying. They used to be these like yeah. gigantic metal yeah. contraptions. I've seen like yeah, I've um, seen, there's an um in Amsterdam at the Sex Museum. Yeah, I've gone to that. But yeah. there's a also at Shebop in Portland. Mm. There's a sex shop, and they have like a little glass case of like some of the original ones and they're terrifying. I would not get that anywhere near me, but um, I, I feel like they were, they came around in the time when the industrial revolution was at its peak where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, get it, get it done. Have it fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the connection to destination and just getting it done and getting off. Mm. Um, cause yeah, I don't really ever use the term getting off. I feel like that's so, I just, I'm like, that's not really what I'm doing. No, <laughs> it's not a right description. It's interesting with the different words that like even when I was reading quick, I was reading up, um, just wanted to double check when I was reading, uh, in code reds, like what, what part of your menstrual cycle is easier <laughs> to climax. Mm-hmm. And even in that, um, like Lisa, like describes it as like playing with yourself, yeah. And even with that, with that, for me, when you say like playing with yourself, I'm like, oh, mm. that feels more like, don't know, that doesn't feel comfortable for me. Mm. That term, like referencing it in that way. Whereas I'd rather think like self-pleasure. Yeah. Than playing. Yeah. Because playing, it doesn't feel like when you're playing, yeah, it's fun and it's whatever, but then. Yeah. Yeah. It has it's a different energy for me when I think about the two terms. Totally. Yeah. And I guess I know the term masturbation and I can't remember exactly, but I know that its origins are in like, defi- I think it's actually the direct translation is like defiling yourself. Right. So it's like most of the terms that we have for having these experiences solo mm. are um, negative, have negative mm. connotations. Mm. Um, yeah. And I just recently found out that like cornflakes were invented to like curb sexual desire like they're like cornflakes are like anti-masturbation food because they're the most bland food because they you'll have to look into it but basically the scientist was like anti-masturbation was like how do we get people to stop oh maybe it's like eating Breakfast. foods that require that like conjure desire like if anything has spice or sugar or this or that then it yeah. makes you want to you know play with yourself or whatever yeah. you want to say um yeah or like I remember there's all these ones like oh if you masturbate you'll go blind or you'll get yeah, hair on your palms or <laughs> yeah. just weird stuff yeah um yeah. And I remember like when I, I, I think, I, I don't know if it was the first time, but when I first started like self-pleasuring, mm. I remember there were a couple of times where I like, afterwards I was like waiting for something bad to happen. Mm. I was waiting for someone to scold me. I was waiting for someone to be like, what the fuck? Or I was waiting for someone to find out or, you know, I, there was just this period of like, oh my God, everyone's going to know. Your shoulder. It's going to be terrible. <laughs> yeah. And I still feel that way sometimes where mm. I'm like, okay, okay. All the covers are shut. Okay. All the devices are in boxes. So none of the cameras. Okay. All, you know, it's like, there is this thing of like, okay, make sure that no one knows, make sure that mm. nothing is being, nothing is being disturbed by me doing this or, mm. you know. That's so interesting, isn't it? Like where that, where that comes from as well. Yeah. The shame aspect. Yeah. yeah. 
because I know people who've like I don't know if they've actually been hacked or it's like a fake hack and they're like we've actually we've been accessing you through your camera on your laptop and we've got all of this information like we've got pictures of you doing this blah 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 blah. and yeah but I don't think it's real but some people panic and then so they want money so they're like we've been filming you like we've we've seen you doing this or like we've had access to your porn sites um so like if you pay us this money we won't show it to anyone like I've seen that, like that hasn't happened to me, but I've seen that happen to people. Like I know. I knew that it was going to start happening. Mm. Like, and I just, I just thought it would be the government <laughs> or like, <laughs> or the people like I felt like Apple, you know, I thought it would be, you know, but yeah, random people, that's fine too, I guess. But mm. yeah. And imagine if we didn't live in a society full of shame, that wouldn't, yeah. that wouldn't be held over your head because if no. you were fine, if you're like, okay, you're going to, post videos of me masturbating that's up to you like yeah that if people it also people are going to shame me for that or think of me differently for that and just the whole thing I'm like and so what Mm. I mean obviously if it happened to me I might you know I don't know I don't know know how I would respond but I'm just saying that like how wild that shame Mm. can be weaponized like Mm. that yeah well that's like revenge um yeah revenge porn yeah and people like sharing pictures of people like after again it's just weaponizing isn't it mm-hmm. weaponizing people's sexuality yeah to do all of that but yeah it is um yeah it is mad like have you seen oh what oh you know carly slut ever yeah, yeah. she's got a series which is really interesting called slut ever yeah and like she talks about like lots of different kind of like experiences and like different totally. things and you can get like vr sex yeah and you can have like I think she has that like, you can have all the different types of things that people are into and things mm-hmm. like that. And I think that's why it's like so important to explore these things with people that you trust mm-hmm. because yeah and yeah maybe not put that's why I think I'm quite glad when I was younger like the internet didn't exist in yeah. the same way in the same way yeah so that if you're sending pictures to someone or you're doing whatever because people like people do love to slut shame as well don't they mm-hmm for things that aren't even, I don't think, bad. Yeah, well... It, as long as you're not hurting anyone and you're yeah. not hurting yourself. Yeah, I'm really interested in the idea of, like, just dismantling the idea of shame mm. altogether because, mm. yeah, then it couldn't be weaponized, yeah. you know, because we all know that we're doing... That's what I was saying earlier about sex being this thing that, like, is constantly just below the surface Mm -hmm. we know that everyone's doing it or thinking about it or has watched porn or we have all these shared experiences that we just never talk about we never Mm -hmm. address we never Mm -hmm. like um yeah it's it's really it doesn't serve us Mm -hmm. to to keep things in the shadows and to keep feeding the shame uh playing into the shame yeah but I think that also like it comes back to people not talking about it. So you don't talk about it. So then maybe you think you're weird because you're into that thing. Mm-hmm. And other people are like, oh, that's not weird. We're like, this is our, like we're into it. And even in um, that book that I was talking to you before we started recording, the Crystal Healing and Sacred Pleasure book by Vanessa. Is it Kuchia? Yeah. Kuchia. Um, but she was talking about like how our sexual fantasies are actually symbolic of the things that we crave. Mm-hmm. 
So if you're somebody that likes domination, that can be uh, an indication that you're actually someone that wants to surrender control to the universe. Mm-hmm. So it's so interesting, isn't it? But we don't talk about these things. Yeah. And so then we think, oh, is there something wrong with me because <laughs> I'm like into this thing. But then there's like, there's so many, like, that's what I was saying about that program that Carly has done. So many people into so many different things. Yeah. Like, but it becomes subcultures mm. and hidden groups and mm. you know it becomes yeah it goes to the shadows yeah you know and that's why sex workers are the oldest it's like sex work is the oldest profession is yeah. because from the beginning of time we needed a space without judgment or shame or whatever to express ourselves mm. and to to cultivate our sexual energy yeah and people want that don't they they want that space yeah but then that space becomes secret but then we all want that space yeah yeah, it, it it would be interesting to see what a society would look like that is like very open about sex. Because yeah. I mean, I don't know. I was even just watching like the the UK version of Shameless. Right. I haven't watched it that much, but um, I and I was like, they showed his penis. <laughs> right. And I was like, they showed that on television. And the person I was watching it with was like, yeah. And if you're in Germany, like they show everything. Mm. and I was like oh my god America is so wild like everything is like cut paste suggest move away even though I feel like yeah or like just just enough of an angle so that you can't you know it's like everything is just suggestive yeah yeah and the issue with suggestion is that then you get to create your own story and if Mm. the only information that you've had about that thing is that it's bad and ugly and negative and gross and all that kind of stuff then you're just constantly like proving 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 Mm. and cultivating energy around that story yeah oh (laughs) it's a lot yeah it is a lot it is a lot so interesting like I'm interested I'm curious like I'm looking forward to really going deep into this like pleasure school mm-hmm. and seeing how that having that framework to just explore pleasure and yeah. all of those things because we're not taught that at school we're not taught that enough like you have mm-hmm. to go down your own rabbit hole yeah and it's just bits and pieces that you don't really kind of I don't know you kind of like, oh you, you intellectualize it a lot don't we Mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah I know that that's like da, 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 but we don't do the thing that's good mm-hmm. for us yeah a lot of the time yeah it takes a while it's intellectualized it's like a seed for quite a long time and then yeah or we need to see a certain number of people do it to feel like it's safe to yeah. do it yeah yeah and it's like possible but um oh yeah I'm like what do I ask you next that what you about? yeah I mean I feel like for me with this kind of information I just really encourage people to do their own exploration like even what you just said about pleasure like write down all of the ways that you think you can experience pleasure Mm -hmm. yeah write down what you think the definition of pleasure is for you yeah um and just start to give yourself maybe uh, an assignment like once a week I'm going to do something on this list or mm. I'm going to try to expand this list by 10 items mm. in, in a year or you know just trying to play with it a little bit more and again make it more of an exploration than it is like a destination and I mean I definitely can be 
I definitely sometimes can get really destination based because like when things feel good, you just want to get to the part that feels a specific type of good or an Mm -hmm. intense type of good. Um, but there's so much magic in all the parts that are more subtle and kind of soft and maybe a bit confusing or a bit slow or Mm. something like that. Like, yeah, it's, it's fascinating to just be like, oh, bodies are weird or, oh, I really didn't like that last time, but this time I did. Do I? And yeah, also understanding that like none of it is static, like your sexuality Mm. isn't static, meaning not who you like or what you like or how you like it or Mm. where you like it. Like none of those things are static. They can change Mm. and then they can change back. Yeah. They can be whatever and wherever. Um, And just get, yeah, just getting familiar with your own intention around Mm. how you want to experience pleasure and, um, and what relationship you want to have with your body. Yeah. That's just those simple questions that we don't ask ourselves. Yeah. (laughs) like so simple like what connection do I want to have with my body like what does pleasure mean to me but they are huge (laughs) so expansive in the same yeah that can open up that's why I like share it like I do create my entire spreads and share them because that self-inquiry I think is so important and it's just asking those very what can seem like very simple questions that open up to a whole thing but also help us see that there is a different way of doing things because we can get so automated in what we do and we're like oh yeah this is my routine this is what I do like this is what I like this is what I don't like and we forget about all of the spaces in between and Mm. that can often be when we're feeling stuck as well yeah asking those questions of just coming back hang on a bit yeah maybe it has changed maybe what how I wanted to connect with my body now is very different to how I wanted to connect with it before like maybe um years ago I wanted to connect with my body in a way of making it feel strong yeah weight training and exercising and another way I wanted to like another time I wanted to it to feel like pleasure um there's like so different things at different times I think yeah definitely totally and and those things yeah I think the more that we ask more questions to get more curious about our body the more we can shift out of cycles that are hurtful to us Mm -hmm. and also out of shame. Yeah. Um, And I think, you know, the idea of like playing with yourself, I think because it has such negative connotations, but it is this idea of like, Oh, it's playful. And it's, Mm. it's a, it doesn't have to be serious or heavy or, you know, yeah, you don't have to manifest something every time um, for it to be magical or for it Mm -hmm. to mean something or for you to gain, um, gain from the experience. Mm -hmm. Like the idea of pleasure itself is enough. Experiencing pleasure itself is enough. Definitely. Um, And even just thinking about that, even with that full moon energy, thinking like oh mm. when it's maybe like saying like okay well, on the full moon for example that is what that could be my ritual where I connect mm-hmm. with my body and I explore my body and that fullness of like just being myself mm-hmm. and getting intimate with yourself in that way and then maybe if you wanted to do some sex magics <laughs> harness that energy in that way mm-hmm. but that could be a time where you think that I was think of like the moon and the different phases as check-in points for ourselves because yeah. it can be so easy to forget and lose ourselves but that mo- the moon can give us that framework 
totally of like hang on pit stop <laughs> new moon yeah. like where like where am I at in each thing to ask ask the right questions to help us yes stay connected with ourselves but yeah that full moon energy could be that time or when you're ovulating like if you're if you ovulate um to be like hang on this is where I'm connecting with my body because that's where uh chemically <laughs> like we mm-hmm. everything's are like estrogen and our testosterone like if you're ovulating is like at its peak so that mm-hmm. can be where you're harnessing that energy as well yeah definitely and just getting familiar with those cycles or what cycles your body goes through yeah um your particular um physiology there's so many different I think the body is really left behind in the spiritual community yeah and I think that if you're not careful, sex magic can actually encourage that because it's like, oh, I'm going to focus on this thing instead of being in my body. Yeah, exactly. That external thing that I want to have mm-hmm. that is outside of me. Um, and I think even when people are opening up spiritually or this thing, it's like, get grounded, get grounded. And people are like, how do I get grounded? It's like, just connect with your body. Yeah. Like, connect with your body. Like Literally just put it. your hand on your thighs. Yeah. Put your feet <laughs> on the ground. Yeah. Like rub yeah. your palms together or give yourself a massage or really kind of like connect with it. And, and if you want to do some self-pleasure, like do self-pleasure. But maybe mm-hmm. again, maybe if you're not feeling grounded, maybe that's not the time to be doing sex magic as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I think you have to understand what's right for you, what feels good for you. And you'll know, you know, mm-hmm. you'll know like, oh, this isn't really an orgasm I should use for, for yeah. something. <laughs> Um, or, oh, this isn't really a partnership where I should, you know, try and bring this up or this Mm. isn't, you know, understanding different kinds of magic and different kinds of energy that you have access to and being careful with how you channel it. Mm. Yeah. And that's just play, playing again, (laughs) (laughs) but like, but exploring and being curious Mm -hmm. and trying it out and trying different things on for size, working out what works for you and like again knowing that what works for you one time might not work for you another but it's not mm-hmm. even about working it's about feeling yeah. good working's the wrong word like but feeling good for you it's back to that whole food thing you can go through a phase of just yeah. loving loving eating something and then you're like nah <laughs> but definitely don't want to have that and then you're like then you have it again a little while later and then you're like oh yeah like I forgot how much I like this yeah we need different things at different times don't we mm-hmm. Yeah. And to, to not, to have self-compassion about that, about those shifts and they don't have to mean anything besides Mm. you need something different. Yeah. And it's not, yeah, it's not another thing to enforce this right or wrong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like you can't get it wrong when you're getting to know your body. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think so either. And, you know, obviously getting whatever support you need to feel safe in doing it and Mm. to feel like you have a container I think is great you know there's sexuality coaches there's trauma therapists Mm. um I really suggest somatic therapy actually Um, what is that I've never had it before but I keep keeps coming up yeah so it's specifically really about the mind-body connection and so it's a combination of talk therapy and physical therapy Mm -hmm. but it's really wild so like a session might be like you talk for 10, 20 minutes an hour about like a specific topic like boundaries. And then you'll get up uh, and the practitioner will be like, okay, I'm going to shake your left arm 
and then I'm going to tap you on the forehead. And then I, so it's basically like inducing a somatic release and it's Mm -hmm. trying to complete the response. So it specifically works with trauma. Yeah. And so completing like fight or flight responses, Mm -hmm. completing like emotional cycles, because a lot of times what trauma does is um, we get stuck in the kind of like shaky freeze phase. Mm -hmm. And so somatic therapy helps to sort of exercise that energy so that you can be back in your full um power and not be yeah not be plagued by one state or form Mm. of being Mm, interesting i'll have to look into that even um more yeah (laughs) yeah it's yeah it was a really profound experience for me and i only did it like someone was doing their um they were like in school for it for the second mm-hmm. time. So that mm-hmm. it was the second time they had been certified. And so I did like a trial with them. So it was only three months. Mm-hmm. Um, so ever since then, I've been wanting to get, go, get back to it because it was also a profoundly spiritual experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, it was really profound. So I suggest, you know, getting some sort of container help, you know, could it just be a book, or mm. a crystal wand or mm. you know youtube videos or a course or yeah. something like that yeah i think like you said having that container can help you but mm-hmm. it, it's a bit like if you're new to meditation like don't just try and sit there in silence <laughs> listen, yeah. to a guy, listen to a guided yeah. meditation like listen to something that gives you lay down to focus. yeah like, yeah that's going to guide you and pro- like help you move through it because again it's something that we expect to be able to get straight away yeah but having something that we're kind of a little bit of a framework, it can just help us move through that mm-hmm. in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. And some of my favorite like sexuality or some of the people that I know that are sexuality coaches mm. are Luna Dietrich. So she, her name is Pussy Witch on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, che Che Luna, Evian Whitney. Um, those are the three that come to mind, but there's also the Afro sexologist. Um, yeah, if you go, if you look into like chakras, so it's at like the word chakra and then rub. So yeah, if you Google that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> chakra they, rubs. <laughs> yeah, they have like lots of blog posts and collaborations with, you know, sexual health practitioners. Mm-hmm. There's also a platform called All Bodies and they mm-hmm. do really interesting work and you can you know they have lower cost workshops and mm-hmm. um on loads of things yeah stuff that's like really technical and physical like how to squirt or they have ones that are like on tantra or ones that are on um you know healing sexual trauma so mm-hmm. um yeah I find some of those are my probably favorite resources in terms of the uh body side of it I think when it comes to the piece about magic I really think it is just about like setting an intention it can Mm -hmm. be as simple as that yeah super simple Mm -hmm. like create a sacred space for yourself and then yeah make myself more yeah yeah Yeah, it can be that affirmation can't it and maybe yeah that one is that you just you could work on that every time you do that that's your affirmation that you're working on Mm -hmm. yeah it's a really beautiful way to start I think just kind of just pick one thing not an external thing yeah yeah and it's something that you can just sort of like feel into your body and Mm. see how it fits see see how it changes see how that affirmation and that practice changes your Mm. life yeah also it just popped into my mind as 
remembered it earlier um is it on that on meditation so there was there is an orgasm meditation thing um what did you say or it's om is it om like orgasm meditation oh there is a thing there is orgasmic orgasmic meditation where you don't there is no like physical touching and you just bring yeah. yourself to orgasm. Yeah. yeah. That's also a thing. There's that one. But I think there was one as well where people like help you. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know yeah, about that. I think I've seen that. But I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's fun. You know, try anything yeah, once. Yeah. You got to try these things. Um, but yeah, there's so many different kind of resources. I think in the UK, there's Amy White, who is Temple of the Feminine. She talks a lot about um like uh sacred pleasure and and all of that I'm trying to think I don't know who else yeah my friend Ani Ferlisi so Mm A-N-I-F-E-R-L-I-S-E um she does a lot of work with the body and body magic and Mm. sex magic and stuff like that as well yeah so she's a good resource Hmm. I'm gonna look up loads of them as well now (laughs) yeah (laughs) so many options yeah yeah but like I said also it's like exactly like how you said just start with just yourself do it yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just do it start with yourself because nobody knows you better than yourself yep and every like we're saying before different things work for different people and it's good to kind of listen to what other people are saying but the whole point I think of what we're coming back for <laughs> this conversation is like come back to yourself <laughs> come back to your body and get to know what your body is telling you and what works for you mm-hmm exactly like you don't need to read all of the books yeah and find instagram accounts no yeah 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 exactly yeah it's mostly about practicing and trial and error and that exploring piece that we have been talking about yeah oh this has been absolutely amazing yes it has thank, thank you for having me <laughs> thanks for coming back yeah. um so any what like what are you working on like is there anything that people need to know about like i know you've got your book club Mm-hmm. You blow your mind book club. Yeah, so I just started a book club. It's called the Blow Your Mind Book Club. That will be closing really soon because okay. we're starting the book, oh, right, but it'll yeah. be available again in the beginning of the year. Right. Um, my love and relationships course is going to be relaunching in the beginning of the year. Perfect. Um, my manifestation project is always available, so that's available mm-hmm. on my website, JaleesaCypress.com. Um, and yeah, if you want to hear more conversations about like uh, sexuality and sexual experience and stuff like that my podcast fun but heavy does we've done like one night stands attraction flirting orgasms yeah. kissing the whole nine yards it's one of my favorite podcasts oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> to listen to that it is like just hanging out with you um babes <laughs> talking about thank you things. yeah oh. yeah so that's I would say sort of at the forefront of my mind mm-hmm. um lots of other one-off events um I have, some, I have a manifestation event I'm doing in December or I have two manifestation events in December so lots of juicy stuff you know, Amazing. you can find me on the internet with my name, Jaleesa Cypress. Yeah. And uh, yeah, ask me. Oh, cool. Well, I'll add all of those, all of those links into the show notes as well when, so that people can find them easily um, and find out all of these, these things. And I think, yeah, maybe that is one of the good things that we've locked down. Like we've got more time to explore. Yeah. Explore. And do totally. That. Yeah. It's a good way to flip the, the hard hardship of it yeah 
Yeah, that's the, I think we have to remember, it's like, what do we want to get out of this? Yeah, rather because we're doing it regardless. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's here, like, this is what's happening. It's like, what do you want to get out of this? And like, what is that thing that you always say, like, oh, I never have time to do this thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, do that, make that time for it, because it's only what you make it mm-hmm. as well. Like, yeah, there are certain things that we can't do or that are out of our control, but there's also a lot of things that are in our control. Mm-hmm whatever we choose yeah like our bodies (laughs) yes and yeah all all of the things you know your your body is the conduit for all your magic so start there and see what happens amazing thank you thank you (laughs) love speaking with you thank you for all that you're doing and for yeah hosting this Thanks for listening to this episode of another phase I hope that you have enjoyed this conversation If you're in the mood for leaving a review, don't forget that I'm offering a free tarot reading. So to be entered into the prize draw, send a screenshot of your completed review on Apple Podcasts to anotherphasepodcast at gmail.com or follow the link in my bio on Instagram. My Instagram is Tamara dreesen underscore um registrations close on monday the 14th of december at 23 59 p.m oh yeah and i always love seeing how and where you're listening to this podcast so please do tag me in your instagram posts and stories to let me know where you are i look forward to speaking to you soon and i will be back next week with another episode of another phase